Hello, welcome to 180 with Julia Austin. I am your host, Julia Austin. Every episode of 180 features an interview with someone who either completely changed their mind about a major issue or gained a new perspective on something in their life. I hope that you find these stories to be as inspiring as I have. In this episode of 180, I interview Michelle March, fellow stand-up comic. Michelle grew up very religious and being a pro-lifer, and she has since switched to the pro-choice side of things. She's a very interesting person to interview for this subject because Michelle is gay and beyond childbearing years, so there's not really any self-interest for her on the matter, and she had some really interesting perspective to bring to the topic. For those listening, uh, this is Michelle March, who I have on today. Great stand-up comic. Today we're going to be talking about Michelle's change from once being on the pro-life side of the abortion issue to now being on the pro-choice side. So I love to sort of get a look at uh, where you were before, um, maybe in the, in the earlier stages of your life around this topic, like the people that were in your life, the messaging you were receiving around it. Sure, sure. Um, well, I, uh, I went to Catholic school and I went to Catholic church. And uh, it's pretty much embedded in in the in Catholicism. And then um, and also at a time I, I went to fundamental Christian church. So, um, you know, the full on Pentecostal Bible thumping, you know, I know it's kind of it's kind of shocking, I think, for some people who know me to be like, wow, you went to that kind of a church. And I, I did. But um, the the part about uh, pro-life, pro-choice um, was pretty strong, uh, in my like high school time. And, uh, you know, just growing up, there was never even a thought that that was an option. Like abortion was totally, utterly wrong. So <laughs> that's what we were taught. That's what, you know, that's what was all around us. No one ever talked about anything that was different. And, um, and that would be uh, probably the same thing uh, about being gay or anything that goes against the church in some ways, you know? I mean, you'd be surprised at some of the things now, like looking back on, I was like, wow, that was all there. You know, even the white supremacy, even all kinds of things like that is all uh, embedded, just very kind of silent. Can you give me some examples of looking back where you're like, oh, that was kind of some subliminal messaging that now I see. I think, you know, a lot of probably a lot of girls like in my high school days and stuff like that, it would have been just a total secret, you know, if they got an abortion or they just wouldn't have told anyone at all, you know. Mm-hmm. And uh, so I like I like I was telling you uh, before that um, one of the first times like that I even noticed that I believed something different was when in a college class when a professor asked um so who, it, you know, who is against abortion? And I just threw up my hand, like no problem at all. And then I looked around, there was not one person that had their hand up. College has been an, an interesting subject in a lot of these episodes, because I would almost say if anyone has deeply religious children who they want to, you know, keep those ideas in, they should know in college, your mind is opened up because you're the third person I've interviewed for whom their their view changed in college. It wasn't really even college that I would say, you know, it would, you know, they would say interfered with my religious beliefs, <laughs> right? Like they're brainwashing me. No, um, it was more like the thought of, oh, wow, they only talk about the baby, 
you know, or the fetus or the embryo, like no one talks about the woman. No one talks about the woman at all. Like it's like the woman's not there and the baby is there. You know, if you don't even talk about a woman, how can you talk about women's rights? Like you don't even have any rights. It, it like, you know, with this like patriarchal kind of either religion or society, the way things go, you know, the way things have been. And if you look at history, how women, you know, couldn't have a bank account, couldn't, didn't own property, didn't, uh, you know, couldn't make any decisions for themselves. Uh, then, of course, the your, a decision over your own body is going to be stopped. And now I think it's, you know, almost in a in a greater evil kind of way that some people it's not even really a, probably about the baby or the fetus or the embryo or however you want to talk about it it's really about stopping women from having any power at all i wish i didn't look at these things but i got drawn into some debate on facebook or instagram about this topic and and someone who was pro choice had just written something about being pregnant and her body. She had just used the words, my body. And then a pro-lifer commented, once you're pregnant, it's no longer your body. And then everyone chimed in. Is it not? It's not Wow. <laughs> wow. Yeah, I know. It's really crazy. That's what I was telling you. Like every day, like uh, something's been happening with my car and I've been walking to the gym. And, but I've, even when I've driven by, there is a group of uh, pro-life people standing directly across a, a clinic uh, that's on my street. And so I see them there every day and it's, you know, pray to stop abortion. They all have like giant rosary beads. They are not giving up. I mean, they mean it. And, you know, in that kind of way, the passion about what you believe, you know, I, I understand that. And I understand that they you know, are they believe that they are saving babies' lives. But it, it's the thing, again, where I feel that, you know, that they're really, it's so intrusive in a person's life and their own decisions about their own body. I mean, I, I can see that we've never really had our full rights. I mean, we don't even have the Equal Rights Amendment. You know, we, we've never had our full rights. So I, I see that it's never it's not like it just changed. But today, with all the talk with the Supreme Court and the stuff with Mississippi and Texas and all these other things, I mean, they're even trying to take away. I mean, they really are trying to take away uh, Roe v. Wade which is over 50 years old. So it, it does seem like they are really trying, like they're like, we have conservative judges right now. This is our chance to turn this over, you know, to get rid of it. And they're doing it by, you know, just nicking at it with, you know, these laws in Mississippi and Texas and, and other places too. And they are ready. They are ready with a law uh, to be placed in right away if, if anything goes on you know, with the Supreme Court, you know? I'd love to back up a little bit to when you were in your college years and that moment of raising your hand and realizing okay. that you were, you know, kind of alone in that moment. Um, it's a big change to go from what you grew up believing to now having obviously very informed, knowledgeable, detailed and strong opinions for the other side. Can you tell me a little bit more about that actual transformation? Yeah, I know it's it's so weird, like, because sometimes I don't even know if we really know, <laughs> you know, like, 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 I mean, 
I'd have to, it's like going back and, and, and thinking like, when did I start thinking that women have individual rights and that I'm a woman and I should have my own rights and I have my own mind. Um, it, it, it's, it's things like that. Um, you know, I could, I could say another thing, it's, it's a, a little bit away from abortion, but it's a perfect example in that, like, I wanted to play basketball at, um, at uh, the, a church I went to, an evangelical church that's in the Valley, actually, it's a huge church, you know, and they, um, you know, they had to set up a meeting to see if I was allowed, me and, and another friend, a girl, allowed to play in the men's league because they didn't have a women's league, but they really, like, looked at us and really like, I mean, I mean, they had a meeting about it. You know what I'm saying? Like a tribunal, you know, like, like a court case almost um, to see why, like trying to see, like, are you trying to steal somebody's husband or, you know, they didn't say it that way. Yeah. But it's like, are you trying to grab somebody's husband? Are you trying to like, why on earth would you want to play basketball? You know? And I, and I'm just like, well, cause there's no uh, girl league. So it, it's, it's kind of just, you know, continuously or continually seeing how the, like a woman is secondary. It's where I noticed that, you know, we should have more rights. Even like, you know, I used to read the Bible and everything. And, and there were some parts that say, you know, that women aren't allowed to speak in church. Okay. And, um, you know, and you can, you know, there's a range on that too. You can, you, you can, you know, kind of see that, you know, it doesn't mean that all you can't talk at all in church or da da da. But when you see that, um, it's always men being, uh, the ones that are lifted up to be the preacher, you know, the one to speak in church to the congregation, you, you just see more and more how it's about how far you want to connect it to, like you can connect it to, just pure, um, you know, suppression and oppression of women in any way. Because if you keep women pregnant and barefoot, you know, in the kitchen, they won't become governor or they won't become president or that they can't get to college or that they can't pay for college. Um, and, you know, I, you know, obviously I, of course, I think life is important and, you know, I, I don't want to be that person. I'm not that person either. That is like, Oh, you know, you can do it whenever you want. And you know, this and that. And, and, uh, so I think, you know, maybe some people would understand where I'm coming from, uh, that do believe in, uh, you know, in pro-life, you know, one way or another, it's still a hard, you know, choice for a woman to make in any, in any case. But the thing is, it's gone beyond that with these laws that they're putting in right now. I mean, I mean, they've put people in jail for miscarriages. Okay. I mean, it's really serious. You know, the thing in Texas, they were saying that like, if you drive someone to get an abortion, you are going to get in trouble, you know? So this is much more serious uh, of what's happening right now. I mean, it's, 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 it's really outrageous and it's really scary because if you attach that to, again, just say women's rights in, in general, um, they are taking our rights away. And you also see 
things that like I have never seen in my lifetime. And I've, I've been, you know, really paying attention to politics for many years. I used to, I used to teach government. I teach, I taught history, U S history, medieval period. And, um, you know, so I studied the laws. I, I, I'm into it, you know, and, you know, I have seen, you know, uh, you know, the civil rights act be gutted. Right. Um, and, you you can see the like voter suppression and all the different things that they're doing. Um, you can see the lean toward authoritarianism, not just in our country, but all over the world. And, you know, women's rights being taken away from women all over the world in different ways. And and the right to your own body and your choices, that's just one part of it. It seems like for you, a lot of the changes that you're your change on your view of abortion was part of an, an overall bigger, just eye-opening experience to how much how much women's choices are and options are limited across the board. I think you have the are the one that just figured it out for me. <laughs> Thank you, Julia. <laughs> Thank you, Julia. Yeah, you're good, girl. <laughs> you know, well, it's interesting having you be gay and also um not of childbearing years makes you an incredibly interesting person to interview for this because there's no self-interest in you being pro-choice you know it's- yeah there there isn't yeah there isn't and but the, but that's the thing you know like we need like the teachers to stand up. We, it's just like me being LGBT. It's like, we need straight people to help us. We're a minority and women in, in, in a way uh, are treated as a minority. I mean, women need to do something now, you know, they, they really do need to stand up and wake up and, and make themselves known. You, you have to remember that, you know, it was just not that, I mean, it's still not that long ago. It depends on what you think is long, but like, I don't know, 20 years ago, 30 years ago when they used to bomb clinics, I mean, they Mm -hmm. have killed doctors, they have killed doctors. They have harassed doctors in front of their homes. They have, you know, like we said, bombed clinics, um, you know, it's, these are the politics that get to be dangerous for activists. You know, Um, they don't, you're not treated like, you're not even treated as an activist. You're not even treated as a person. You are treated as the enemy. And so that's, that's why I even had, you know, some questions about coming on and talking about this, uh, you know, because it is public. And it is my name. And um, but I guess, you know, that's what we need is is people to, you know, talk to each other about about all of these things. We, we just it's just something that you really just can't stay silent. You know, sometimes we just t- make it as like, oh, a pro-life or a not pro-life thing, you know, and just, you know, call it that. Um, but when you look into the laws that uh, some of the people are, you know, trying to manipulate, um, you know, they're right now they're, this is today, even right now, today, um, they are trying to talk about like viability. It's always been like about viability of the fetus living uh, like on its own. Like if it can live on its own, then Hey, it can be okay. But like, if you abort before that, then you're like, okay, but they're trying to make those weeks, um, less and less right so right i guess right now the mississippi law is 
that they're, you know, that the Supreme Court is talking about um, is 15 weeks. And I guess what they're afraid of is that that when they do that and they just make it like less and less that it is they're trying to attack viability. And that is what Roe v. Wade is mostly standing on and all the precedents as is on that. And so they're just, they have really, they're attacking it from every side because they want abortion to be illegal. When they keep shortening that time period of when it's allowed, I think what makes me, um, you know, upset about that is that they are trying to create the illusion of offering choice by saying, hey, we're saying it's okay if you have an abortion. It just has to happen before X amount of weeks. But the truth is the number of weeks are getting to a place where the only woman who would know she was pregnant at that point would be one who wanted to become pregnant and was taking those pregnancy tests. Because, you know, and I think exactly. it's the, the hypocrisy and the lie about the intent, because it's like, look, the truth is when you're telling us, hey, you got eight weeks, you got 10 weeks, whatever. What you really want is to give us zero weeks. You are giving us these arbitrary six weeks, 10 weeks, whatever it is, to pretend a choice has been offered. But you know it's almost as useful as zero weeks. The reason that they're doing it is very calculated. You know, it they're chipping away for, oh, at it because I think they feel that's the only way to do it. And right now, because Trump puts so many conservatives in so you know in so many uh you know judge uh uh places where judges sit right um and here in the on the supreme court the people right now who want to have abortion illegal are like this is our chance we want to move away from a place where people can be criminalized for things that they can't control, right? So it's, it is kind of all part of the same conversation, right? Where if someone is gay, we, thank God, are now at a place where that's not a crime because that's not something you can control. And in the same way, it's part of the abortion conversation because you do, you, you do have things going on where women's birth control fails, where women get raped, where, right. you know, where things, where it was not their control, where their IUD was placed incorrectly you know and you and even you know there wasn't and it's terrifying to live in a world where you could be criminalized for something that you it really wasn't an intentional action and you know it's I don't don't like the, the black and whiteness of the conversation and and I I don't even like you know I don't like the extremeness on on either side, because like you said, it's a big choice. I mean, when we, when we say pro-choice, we're not talking about choosing between diet soda, diet Sprite. It's for many women, it's not a, you know, <laughs> most women who want this, it's not going to be easy. They're going to be very impacted forever, you know, no matter, no matter what choice they make. Um, and we, we can't just talk about them like they're just being like, yeah, I'm just going to pick up a pretzel and just get my abortion real quick. And then I'm going to go to the movies. It's like, no, this is not taken lightly by most women that will have to make the choice, you know? Yeah, I, I don't think so either. And for me, the point is, it's none of my business. 
that's that's where I want to that's where I want people to stay, especially men. Like I would like instead of seeing, you know, out on the street where I walk by and I see like sometimes it's at least half are men and sometimes even more than half are out there. And I would I would rather see someone really understand, go, you know what? I'm not a woman. It's not my It's not really my business. It's really a woman's business unless you're you know, if you're. You know, even if you're married, you, you know, you have a husband, you know, it's a husband and wife kind of thing or something. Um, I think that, you know, obviously they have a conversation about what's going on. And guess what? It's still my business because I'm not their third. You know what I'm saying? So, you know. Right. No, <laughs> absolutely. Um, <laughs> here's an interesting, interesting movie idea that I won't be the one to write because I don't do these things. Imagine a, wor- imagine a world in which by some divine intervention <laughs> ironically uh, men were the ones who were pregnant for a day or for for a week or for a month and nobody oh, yeah. knew why and we woke up and it was for every for every woman that's pregnant out there suddenly it was the, the man instead who had impregnated her and just to see them sit with that reality you know what I mean like them yeah you know it would well, be very I bet you I bet you you would see some people switching sides on this issue some men oh yeah oh a hundred percent and and see that see that's the thing that's that's crazy is that we would not be having this conversation if men got pregnant they they would not let us be part of having any decision to make when it comes to them, you know? And so that's like, you know, that's just a really huge thing. I mean, even when you tie it into like, say, you know, the rights that you have in your workplace, you know, if men had periods, you know, I'm sure they'd get more time off, you know, and things like that. That's the whole point is we have lost in this country, the ability to put yourself in someone else's shoes and to say like, Hey, you know what? It's not my decision to make. It's not my decision to make. It's almost so sad and scary to say that we've lost that ability because, I mean, we were barely even gaining that ability to begin with, right? <laughs> yeah, I know. Exactly. That's that's really the bottom line, you know. It's, it's, it's your body. It's your choice. And, you know, I would say the same thing with masking. That's why I'm not so... You know, it's not like I'm so mad, like, you know, some people are really mad, like, you know, uh, about people not wanting to wear their mask or vaccine. I under- get, get the vaccine. I understand all that stuff. I understand that a lot of people don't want people to tell them what to do. It is kind of hard, though, if it's something that spreads everywhere, you know, like your pregnancy is not going to spread to people, you know, or like, mm-hmm. you know, it's 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 a it's an individual choice. You know, here is, you know, something that is you know, going within the people and going all over the globe. And they're still trying to use, you know, uh, something that they would not let a woman use, like a a decision or a, you know, an opinion that they would not let a woman use when it comes to pregnancy. So, you know, I just, there's just a lot of hypocrisy and and different things. And, you know, it it must be called out. I was was just thinking about how you have women being put in prison if they get abortions, right? And that's something that's going on. And yeah. I mean, I imagine in some of those places where women are in prison for abortion, that's also the type of place where a woman, women can get, people get killed in prison. You know what I mean? Oh, oh um, yeah. And that yeah. can be, we're, we're really, we're putting so much value on this, 
unborn person who at that time really is only significant to the mother and the father, possibly only the mother, the father could be long gone. And then meanwhile, we're, we're choosing that over the life of the mom who is significant to so many people, right? Someone's friend, friend, teacher, daughter, a spouse, maybe even already a mother of someone else. Um, And the fact that we see that, that life as less valuable than this, this unborn life that hasn't touched anyone yet is kind of shocking. It is shocking. That, that's what I'm saying at where I don't think I would even get to that second t- question or any question at all, because I would be like, it's that person's decision. It's none of my business. Like, I would just keep saying that over and over again, you know? Wow. Well, I, I think that this was, this was so great. And I think that we covered a lot of interesting points and, and, you know, the reason I bring people on is that they have, they have perspectives and angles they've thought of that I haven't. And and you really provided that, which was, which was awesome. Um, Is there any, are there any last things that you, that you want to say before we wrap it up? No, I think that was it. I mean, I was just like, again, I was just thinking about like, uh, like women comedians and how, like, I am just incredibly, incredibly impressed by how they have stood up for people that are oppressed in any kind of way, in many sectors. If you'd like to follow Michelle's work, she is on Instagram and Twitter at Mitch March Comic. If you have your own great 180 story or know someone who does, please submit it to me on Instagram at 180 with Julia Austin.